0: mm okay.
1: You think that's going to be fun? You've got another thing. He looks up and that
2: Ooh, there it goes. Mod Snap Radio. It's DJ Depraved here, and that was the, uh, well, what are we calling this one? The uh,
3: Industrial History Show? It's Industrial Past versus the Future.
2: Works for me. <laughs> that was a fun little show, though. I got to give it that. So uh, this was uh, one of AJ's ideas, so I'll let him describe the idea behind this one.
3: Well, um, I was talking to that Brian Dahl guy a while back, and he was complaining to me about how a lot of people think that industrial music is ministry and skinny puppy and wax tracks and stuff like that. And I told him, well, it is, but I understand what you're saying. That music, as much as I love it, is dance music. It's dance industrial. But early industrial isn't like that at all. You can't really dance to anything throbbing gristle made. (laughs) it's not really dancing music. It might have an electronic beat. It might even have a repetitive drum, but you don't really dance to most of it. It's just not necessarily dance music. So um, going with that idea, I thought if we were to do a show about industrial music specifically, we could look at the aspects of where industrial got started and where industrial is going. Mm -hmm. And the started stuff is going to be stuff that isn't the ministry or the skinny puppy. It's pre all that. And the post stuff would be after all of that. So probably you can dance to a lot of the stuff that you pick, but it's not necessarily uh, going to be those bands either. Because, you know, you, when you hear the word industrial, what's the first thing out of somebody's mouth? You mean like skinny puppy? Right? So, yeah, you know, Nine Inch Nails or... Right. Yep. And please notice, we didn't pick any of that. None no. of that was on our list. But we, we no. did very well, so that's exactly why I... I kind of like specifically cut that out and went with the earliest and the most recent. And it gives you a chance to compare and contrast to how it once was versus where it is now.
2: Well, uh, and what I chose wasn't necessarily the newest uh, bands or, or not bands, but the newest songs in industrial. What I went with was newer bands, bands that have, formed in the last 10 to 15 years because industrial technically been around over 50 years now yep so um the five bands i chose they had all formed more recently and all of the tracks i chose are less than 10 years old so there you go and all five of them i think I hope. I, I don't know. Did you sit down and listen to the five tracks that I chose before we start recording here?
3: I heard a little bit of each. I didn't play it all the way, but yes, I did. Uh, I, I got a I taste. I think yes. I
2: did a good sampling of what direction Industrial's going, based yeah. off of based off of that. I don't. I don't listen to as much industrial as I used to, which I guess uh, maybe I should slight my own wrist over that. I don't know, but um. I don't want to be pigeon into one genre of music because, well,
3: our show encompasses a lot of genres of music, so. Yeah, we're beyond that. It's like when people tell me, oh, you're not goth. I go, yeah, I'm beyond goth.
2: Yeah, I like I, goth. I'm a little bit of goth, it's, it's, but I'm also a little grunge, so.
3: Yeah, well, and I'm a little, you know, post-punk and a little new wave and a little synth pop and a little, I mean, I'm all over the place. I like it all. And I'm once a little again, big
2: country. <laughs>
3: just remember, <laughs> all at the end of the day, all of this is just subgenres of good old-fashioned rock and roll in my book. It really is. So <laughs>
2: but, um, I had to throw the South Park reference in there, so <laughs> yep. but all nevertheless, right. the five uh, five bands I went over. And uh, I really only dove into details on one of them, and I sent it to AJ, so I want to get that in front of me before we get to going here, um, because I noted that they've turned quite popular. But uh, the first band I played was Youth Code, and that was their song for I Am Cursed. And I would say that is probably the most representative of what I hear in new industrial, brand new industrial. Yeah. Uh, because it's taking a harsher direction again, so it seems like that comes in waves.
3: Yeah, it isn't as uns ounce, uns as some of the other stuff.
2: No, it's not. Static Bloom is more uns and that was their song Ceaseless, which, that kind of that represents um, that uh, sound of Industrial that was around in like 20, 2012 area, when Industrial was kind of going through a little bit of a struggling phase. But uh, I have a feeling that the ebm side of industrial which static bloom calls himself an ebm band uh ebm is about to go kind of back into a struggling phase again it seems like it does that they'll have like four or five really good years and then it'll have four or five years where it doesn't really do that hot so there's
3: cycles and everything i'm not surprised and by the way your youth code that's the every time i type in skinny puppy on a search on ebay I end up getting like two or three entries from Youth Code mixed in there every once in a while. Mm -hmm. You'll see it. So, a lot of people would probably say that that's you know, kind of a sign. I would say of uh, you know, like you said, where things are headed. So, yeah, good choice on that one. You're 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 spot on. I would agree with you on that completely.
2: Yeah, Contravoid is uh, my third choice this week with their song "Too Deep," and Contravoid reminds me a lot of. what he's making nowadays reminds me a lot of what um, job was making in like 2000.
3: Yeah, so, job from from Metropo- uh, Metropolis.
2: Exactly. So I would, I would say that sound, that more experimental side of industrial is going to continue on through bands like Contravoid. So, and plus, I mean, think about it, the album cover that I put on the album that came with, that too deep came off of it has him on a jet ski in what looks like uh more or less like going to the lake gear with some kind of strange looking mask on and a cowboy hat. So <laughs> definitely not, yeah. a, not a strange person at all.
3: <clears throat> no, not at all.
2: Arguably one of the most popular in industrial and I guess you could say the more goth side of industrial. Uh, a band by the name of Boy Harsher. They've been around a little while, but they're, they've really gained popularity over the past 10 years.
3: They're like a synth wave band and they're like a darker synth wave, so they're like a cold wave.
2: Uh, yeah, cold wave mixed in with that old school post punk sound and toss in some synth pop and a little bit of industrial. You can hear that in the song that I played, uh, Pain. Yep. And they're smart. They're getting themselves included in TV and movies. Yep. Um, In fact, and I was just talking with AJ about this uh, very movie, uh, Boy Harsher was in the movie Terrorizer 2, which just came out last year. So, talk about things continuing on and uh, pushing towards the future. So, you know, maybe maybe this is the decade where we're going to see uh, alternative music kind of make a resurgence again. Maybe we're going to see a repeat of the '90s. I don't know. So
0: Certainly
2: we saw them going. play.
3: We saw them play Boy Harsher here in San Antonio, like about three, maybe four years ago. And at the time, they were already very, very popular. But now, yeah, whenever they go. do a show, they sell out like within a few days. So I'm not surprised yeah. at all. They're it probably, makes sense they should be on shows and movies.
2: They're probably going to have to do something kind of like how. Do you remember back way back in the day when V and V Nation was um, gaining in popularity? Yeah, where uh, during their like their future pot their future perfect album, V and V Nation was able to pull off just playing in a little tiny bar or something in most of the cities they would go to. But then, when they came back through for with Matter and Form, they had to play in moderate sized venues. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I remember that because I, the first time I saw him was during the Future Perfect tour, and there was like thirty people there. And then the second time I saw them in uh, Lawrence, Kansas, at that time, and there was a better part of fifteen hundred people there, and i was just going, "What the heck?" The last time I was able to just. I was able to actually hang out with a band. I didn't know what to say because I was 17 at the time, but well, (laughs) so, and, uh, to wrap up my five this week, um, the last track I chose was by the band multiple man. And that was their song. Perfect skin. Now this one, this sounds a lot like bands like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Klaus Lars Klaus Larsen. I am lost on what his band is called now, off the top of my head. Leather Strip.
3: Yeah, there's strip. a
2: lot of the musical side of Leather Strip or Clouta. That was the other other band by Klaus Larsen. I was thinking about so so the more the more dancier side of uh, industrial. That's where this came in. It's more that earlier form before it turned into all electronic and trance-driven industrial. So interesting to see what direction the genre is going, and I certainly, I'm certainly what here to say that I will continue to be around to monitor it for several decades to come, hopefully. So, hopefully, yes, hopefully. So, but um, hopefully. that was an interesting trip to see.
3: I believe you. Yeah, man, you, you picked a uh, good choices. Um, you know, with what you were saying about how you went to this venue and there was nobody there. And then you went a few years later and the band had grown in popularity. And now there were 1500 people. I remember in 1990, 1991, somewhere around there going to see this band called legendary pink dots that my girlfriend at the time wanted oh, to see. Wow. And we drove out to this little bar on the West side of San Antonio. And there was literally a dozen people there. She and I, and like, Another 10 people and that's it. Um, and that was a really cool show. And then many years later I wanted to go and see them and they were playing at some like Austin Music City Hall thing, whatever it's called. And there's gonna be like twenty thousand people there. <laughs> so it can happen. Nice. It can happen. Don't well, be afraid to go I mean, out and see those live shows because the band might start small but might blow up while you know them.
2: And I, I got a I got a small quick story before you start your tracks. I got a small quick story of the opposite side of that coin. I was roaming around the South by Southwest because uh, when I discovered it, I was unfamiliar with uh with it. So I decided, well, screw it, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> and if uh for people who are unaware of what South by Southwest can be, it is where big ne- big names, small names, everywhere in between. They all rushed to Austin to play somewhere. At
3: every venue possible in Austin. Yeah,
2: exactly. And uh, not even just straight up venues. And this is the case for what I ran into. I was roaming around there. And at that time, I was closer friends with uh, my friend Jason England than I am now. (coughs) I don't really get to talk to the man. It's just, you know, our lives went different directions and not in a negative way. Our lives went in different directions and we just kind of lost contact with one another. So I'm just roaming around and he texts me out of the blue and he says, you need to get down to this bookstore and shoots me an address. And I said, why? Gary Newman's playing. And I went, well, and I just, no question, started, started walking, put it in my GPS. And I get there and Gary Newman's playing in a bookstore that could hold maybe 30 people in it. He's just playing like a punk That's style awesome. set. Him with a little guitar amp and someone with a drum set behind him. Nice. Yeah. Like I was just sitting there and just jaw dropped, just struck in awe, and I got to say hi to Gary or Gary Newman and talk to the man. So. So. <laughs> That is my that is my uh, story in return to what you had to say <laughs> about the legendary pink dots, which I totally believe I've, about uh, the legendary pink dots. They're huge. I love those guys.
3: i've uh, I've seen Gary Newman play many times, but never in a little bookstore with thirty other people. That's cool, man. You're lucky,
2: yeah. I am lucky. just straight up. Like that but that's the wonderful part about South by Southwest is, you never know what you're going to run into there. I mean, I ran into catching the band Eight Millimeter play live as well, which I've talked about those band that that band at length before too. So, yeah. <coughs> so, if you're unfamiliar well, with it, schedule it in. Go, you'll love it.
3: Yeah, if you've never been, you should go at least once. I've done that before, but i, I not, it never it once. Again.
2: Yeah, never you again won't. for me. But once, just do it
3: once. Especially not at our age. Not that we couldn't do it, but I mean, it's so much more of a young man's game. (laughs) Look, look, um, I need to be in bed
2: by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, even on the (laughs) weekends. I'm old, so.
3: (laughs) So uh, my first pick this week, uh, remember Tim did the the, the future of uh, industrial and my stuff is all the past of industrial, the early stuff. So my first band uh, that I picked, you've heard me play stuff from them before. I always pick a different track. I could do a show just exclusively about them and never run out of ideas because their music is so crazy and so out there. And so ahead of its time, and that is the famous Throbbing Gristle. And the track I chose tonight was called Convincing People. And there's a lot of other tracks I could have picked, but this is just the one that caught my attention when I was going through the list. So there you go, Throbbing Gristle with Convincing People from 1979. Uh, they pretty much created the genre that we call industrial. They even had a label called Industrial Records that they owned. And they put out a lot of their early stuff on it themselves, along with a few of the, their contemporaries like Clock DBA and some of these other bands that were around at the time. And speaking of Clock DBA, that was my number two track for the evening uh, with their song Relentless. Another band that was very, very prolific in the early days, and I could probably go on and on about them too, but I'm not going to because you guys should go out and listen to music from both of those bands and discover what they've got. Uh, They pretty much laid the groundwork for what we would call industrial music. Once again, not necessarily stuff you can dance to, but just really random, mechanical, natural sounds thrown into a mix Uh, Sometimes there's drums, sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there's noise, sometimes there isn't. Just uh, basically music that sounded like the world that we live in, but organized so that it's a song. That's literally what this is. Uh, Another band from that early era, uh, a band that moved on way, way, way into the future and kept making music. When Throbbing Gristle had uh, broken up and uh, Clock DBA stopped making music altogether, uh would be the infamous cabaret voltaire who would probably still be making music to this day except that one of the band members uh richard kirk died so they can't but uh awesome band incredible discography their early stuff was very very experimental it was definitely industrial later on they did a lot of electronica and even dancey stuff uh but in the early days they were all about trying to make sounds that nobody else had made it and uh, I chose their song Sensoria, which eh, that's probably one of their better known tunes, but it was a good choice for this because it's definitely a good example of early industrial music. And this one you can dance to the other two earlier tracks you couldn't. Uh, continuing my fourth track this evening was Severed Heads uh, with their song Petrol. And that was the live version at the Rock Arena from 1986, a live show that they did and recorded on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their earlier stuff was a lot of loops, lots of tape loops, and a lot of uh, crazy abstract stuff. And I love that. And that would have been a good example of their music. But I wanted to do something a little bit more user-friendly, especially for somebody who doesn't know them. And this song is a good choice. It's something you could dance to if you want to, but it's early enough to where it doesn't sound like what industrial music became later. Uh, once again, not picking on Ministry or Skinny Puppy. I love all that stuff, too. But I understood what Mr. Dahl was saying to me when he told me that uh, that's not industrial music. That's dance music. You can dance to that. Eh, He's right, but it is industrial music. It's just that it's industrial music that specifically was made with a dance beat. Continuing, my last song for the evening is the infamous Stereolab and Nurse with Wound, who did a... a, a uh, a couple of songs together and this particular song is called Simple Headphone Mind and if we went over, now that I think about it this is probably the song that did it, Tim <laughs> I just realized this song is 10 minutes long I didn't mean to get one that long I forgot all about the length of it but this song is really cool it's got the far out crazy experimental stuff that uh, Nerds would do but mixed in with a little bit more of a dancey uh, pop sensibility that uh, stereo lab would have and uh together they made magic Uh, this song is really cool it's one of my favorite songs either of those bands ever put out and uh i thought it would be a good fit for industrial uh so we went ahead and threw that in the show this evening and those were my five (laughs) yeah so um we are yeah we did run
2: over today quite a quite a bit but it's not that we do this very often and we make you guys hang around just to listen to us gab on about our our track selection or anything. And we're going to keep it short this week. So, um, I'm not even going to sit here and think it through. Uh, coming up next is, uh, synthwave, Steve and the count on, uh, their show polybius. And, um, if you listen to us on iTunes or uh, Spotify, do like share and subscribe to our shows and, uh, Please subscribe to our Facebook, um, Facebook.com slash the real alternative hour. Or excuse me, just real alternative hour. And uh, my personal DJ page is DJ Depraved. And of course, you're probably friends with us on Facebook if you're listening to this. I'm sure that's where most everybody finds this. Because I post our shows every week when I get them recorded and uploaded. So if nothing else, we will talk to you guys next week here on MozNAP Radio. Good night. Did you call him Simp Wave, Steve? Maybe. (laughs) Good night, guys. Good night.